in a war that started well before 2019. Secrets have been buried deep beyond the pale. We're here to reveal the truth. It's time for Vaccine War Headlines. This is a war on religion. This is a war on the children. They give you the cure with the sickness. This is a war on tradition. This is a war on religion. This is a war on the children. They give you the cure with the sickness. This is a war. Okay, so good evening to our Spreaker listeners. That's live on our homepage at diggingdeeper.us and, of course, on Digging Deeper Radio and TV. So, mm-hmm. we are finally live with you. We sorry, uh, apologize for the short delay. We have a lot of bandwidth issues that seem to be popping up. And it's not on the download speed. We're getting incredible download speeds. <laughs> But as broadcasters, you know, it's uh, good if we have upload. We need the upload bandwidth to upload our programs and this broadcast to you so that you can download it to your program, to your uh, computer, and to your ears. So anyway, we are just about ready to get started. You heard the intro there. That was Vaccine War Headlines with an assist from Jimmy Levy and High Res. This is a war we're in, and it's time for Vaccine War Headlines, Volume 28. 28, yes, right? Volume 28. We Correct. have uh, so much information coming at us every week, but you discovered something a little bit weird. What Was there an anomaly in the numbers this week on our VAERS report? Uh, it looked like the numbers didn't get updated right, but... Somebody else must have noticed it because they fixed it right before we went on. So that was part of our delay. <laughs> All right. So we do. We have... wanted to make sure the numbers were correct for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So there we go. Up on the screen, we have our VAERS COVID vaccine adverse event reports. For those of you who are watching live on Facebook, you'll see that we have the information up on the screen for you. So let's take a look at the number of reports through May 6th, which was just one week ago. They are always just uh, one week behind, not necessarily behind, because it takes time to verify all these reports. And so this is uh, expected, but this is pretty current statistics. These are very current. So 1,261,147 reports Mm -hmm. through last week which includes 27,968 deaths. And what was the difference there from last week? Um, Not a lot. The increases have slowed. Okay. So um, That's what I had noticed. It almost looked like there weren't that many deaths this week, which even just one death is too many. Right. But I think it was just a couple of hundred. Yes, I think you're right. And then we had another, excuse me, 155,633 hospitalizations, 128,896 urgent care visits, 191,871 doctor office visits, 9,661 cases of anaphylaxis, 15,462 cases of Bell's palsy, 4,615 miscarriages. 14,326 heart attacks, 
40,328 cases of myocarditis or pericarditis. 51,996 people permanently disabled. 6,596 cases of thrombocytopenia or low platelet count. 31,191 other life-threatening cases, including 41,632 severe allergic reactions in addition to that, and another 13,740 cases of shingles. And you know, something that's not even on that list that I noticed is um, like the unusual um, menstruation, the swollen glands, the... Um, all of the other reproduction problems that they're having. Yeah, I don't see a lot of... That's not on that list, but those numbers are, are <clears throat> at least five digits each. So Most of these have to do with the heart. Yes. Or breathing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yep. All right, we have more here. FDA says Americans should treat COVID-19... Like the flu? Like the flu. <laughs> what the hell? What were we saying? Yeah, several top Food and Drug Administration officials, including Commissioner Robert Khalif, admitted that Americans would now have to accept COVID-19 as another respiratory virus, comparing it to the flu. The virus will likely circulate globally for the foreseeable future, taking its place alongside other common respiratory viruses such as influenza, and it likely will require similar annual consideration for vaccine composition updates. Of course. Of course. There's more. Yep, yep. And this is the Fogan effect. Why face masks increase the death rate of COVID-19. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. oh, I love this stuff. You just, it doesn't... I, we hate to be right. You know, we, we do want to be right as humans. Everybody wants to be right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, right. <laughs> right. But, I mean, right? We go, right? Yay. Yes, right. We definitely want to be right. But, in this case, we're not necessarily bragging about it. But, again, we're right. The FDA, from this Fogus, Fogan report, let's read this and see. Just exactly what this one says here. This is by Zacharias Fogan. My study on mass has finally appeared in the prestigious journal Medicine. My study, based on the U.S. state of Kansas, case mortality was significantly lower in counties without mandatory masks. Mm -hmm. Mandatory masking increased case mortality there by 85%. Say that again? I said there was a study in Kansas, and they directly <laughs> compared mandatory mask areas with non in Kansas, and 85% mortality rate higher in the mandatory masks area. <laughs> I didn't say it exactly the same, but no, anyway, but yes, you get the yes, gist. I got it. Yeah, this is called the Fogan effect. Deep inhalation of condensed droplets of pure virions, in other words, viruses, Mm-hmm which were trapped in the mask as droplets, can worsen the prognosis. Hmm. Mm -hmm. you, did you see the picture of AOC with her mask down by her neck and it, you could see the inside of her mask? Uh-uh. It was brown streaks across every one of the folds and it looked like it came from an absolute dump. 
or the street. Gross. It was incredibly nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty yeah. things. And it was just her outgoing breath is all. Right? <laughs> Not saying anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> what is she exhaling? <laughs> <laughs> the CDC is investigating 109 cases of severe hepatitis in kids across two dozen states. We had something about this a couple weeks ago. Right. right. We talked about it a little bit, but now it's gotten worse. There's been five deaths. Oh, no. The kids' hepatitis outbreak um, case numbers have been rising. Some of these kids are too young to have been jabbed. Remember that exposure from close contact is also occurring. More than 90% of the children, 90% were hospitalized and 14% required liver transplants. <sighs> Poor kids. Feds are coming for your supplements. They oh. always have. New bill threatens jail time for supplement companies? Uh-oh. Yep. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. You know, just a quick story, just in case some people don't know it, what the Food and Drug Administration's original name was and what, where they came from. Yes, tell uh, us. I always love to tell this story. It, the U.S. Chemical Corporation. Yep. Incorporated. And they were a lobbying organization for the chemical industry. Yep. You've told me that before, but... Yep. Senator Dick Durbin has launched his supplement attack by introducing his Dietary Supplement Listing Act of 2022 with Senator Mike Braun. This bill threatens your ability to access the supplements you rely on to stay healthy. We need to send a strong message to Congress that this is a bad idea for consumers, bad for health, and bad for the economy. The FDA list could potentially sweep the market as many as 41,000 supplements? Yes. Why are more supplement regulations such a priority for these federal authorities? Well, because supplements are overwhelmingly safe. According to the FDA, in 2021, the agency received 2,400 adverse event reports relating to dietary supplements. Hmm. To put this in context, according, context, according to the FDA's adverse event database in 2021, the FDA received a total of 2.3 million adverse event reports. That's that's total. 2.3 million. And they had 2,400 in the natural category. That means that dietary supplements made up 0.1% of the adverse <laughs> event reports to the FDA. National reports consistently show zero deaths from dietary supplements. According to the FDA's database, in 2021 alone, drugs mm -hmm. killed 187,750 souls. It's just ridiculous. We try and get healthy and they take away everything they can. New data from Walgreens reveals unvaccinated have the lowest positivity rate for COVID. Hmm, really? The unvaccinated have the have lowest, lowest rate. positivity rate yeah. for COVID. How about yeah. that? That's yeah. Interesting. The triple vaxxed and double vaxxed have the worst rate. <laughs> the National Conservative posted some shocking numbers on the positivity rate of those Americans who are vaccinated compared to those who are not. According to the data from over 5,000 Walgreens stores, the unvaccinated have the lowest incidence of COVID. And there, then there's a chart showing. Um, the non-vaccinated is 18%, the first dose 24%, second doses 
Uh, almost 29. Almost 20, 29%. Yes. Third dose, doses more than five months ago, 31%. <laughs> it's lower uh, than those with three doses of the vaccine who have, who have a 19.2 COVID rate. So. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Obviously, the vaccines are not working as advertised. <laughs> and we knew that. Right. Those three doses with their last dose taken over the five months ago have the highest rate of 31.3%. Yep. What else we have here? Uh-oh. Okay. So this is an interview with um, uh, Cole, Dr. Cole. Oh, okay. Dr. Ryan Cole. And he's talking about how cancers, the doctors are all over the world are noticing that something is wrong and that cancers are showing up in record time and they're unusual cancers they're not normal cancers that we normally see so do you want to listen to his report there go ahead and scroll down and you can yeah. all right and we're going to listen to that mm -hmm. and our speaker listeners this will be picked up through the microphone so here we go and for our video watchers you should see this on the screen um, for example, I was in Florida, four different cities these past four days, got back yesterday. Every city I went to, physician would come up to me, um, one physician, hey, look, um, in the last month, I've seen five kidney cancers in young patients. I usually see one kidney cancer um, for example, every decade I was in Florida, of my four different cities these past uh, chief four days, of, uh, oncology every at a major hospital to, would come uh, came up to me and said, you know, um, I usually in young patients, you know, under 40 or so, under 40, 50, I'll see maybe one astrocytoma brain cancer a year. I've seen five after the boosters rolled out in the uh, last chief month. Of, uh, yeah, another physician, hey, my 21-year-old son got the booster. Now he has a salivary gland cancer. A lady in the next town, my daughter I'll just got her booster, and she has a even more, more aggressive salivary gland cancer. Everywhere I go, doctors are like, thank you for speaking out. We are seeing it. How do we get this out there? Booster. How do we report it? And then when I listen to some of my lady in the next esteemed town, epidemi my epidemiology friends, she has they're under the assumption that, well, gosh, cancer takes a long time Everywhere I go, doctors are like, these aren't normal cancers. The other thing I hear is patient has a stable, they've been cancer or they've been cancer clear for four or five years, ten years, friends. clean bill of health, they're under the assumption to get that, shot two well, gosh, or three, and now they have stage four disease, and wildfire cancers. I was in France, the other thing I hear confirmed by uh, doctors I was talking to over there. There were doctors from uh, the UK. I have a family doctor from Ireland saying, I have seen the weirdest cancers, and he's been in practice almost 35 years. The weirdest cancers after the shot roll out. And again, all these anecdotes add to a large group observation that something is wrong. Okay, we apologize too. Again, we're doubling up our different streams here and we apologize for having that uh, doubled up there. So I think that we'll probably, should we go ahead and rerun that for our video folks? Cause that was really hard to understand. Yeah. And then for the radio, uh, just hang tight here and we'll just do an adjustment. 
and we'll get you some sound here on the radio as well one moment we'll just re-engineer things here just a tiny bit pick things up go back to that article and replay that video can we do that can we replay the video here mm -hmm. where yeah. that button yeah, I think so. Um, for example, okay, I'm pausing. Is that at the beginning? Yes. yes, it is. Okay, we just have a minute 42. We're going to put our article back up here, and we're back on the screen again. So here we go for both radio and for our Facebook listeners. Let's see if we can't make this work for you here. Where's that sound over there so we can make it nice and loud? I was in Florida, four different cities these past four days, got back yesterday. Every city I went to, physician would come up to me, um, one physician, hey, look, um, in the last month, I've seen five kidney cancers in young patients. I usually see one kidney cancer every decade of my practice. Uh, chief of uh, oncology at a major hospital uh, came up to me and said, you know, I usually in young patients, you know, under 40 or so, under 40, 50, see maybe one astrocytoma brain cancer a year. I've seen five after the boosters rolled out in the last month. Yeah, another physician, hey, my 21-year-old son got the booster. Now he has a salivary gland cancer. A lady in the next town, my daughter just got her booster and she has an even more aggressive salivary gland cancer. Everywhere I go, doctors are like, thank you for speaking out. We are seeing it. How do we get this out there? How do we report it? And then when I listen to some of my esteemed epidemiology friends, they're under the assumption that, well, gosh, cancer takes a long time to develop. We're not going to see this. These aren't normal cancers. The other thing I hear is a patient has a stable cancer or they've been cancer clear for four or five years, 10 years, clean bill of health. They get shot two or three, and now they have stage four disease and wildfire cancers. I was in France confirmed by uh, doctors I was talking to over there. There were doctors from uh, the UK. I have a family doctor from Ireland saying, I have seen the weirdest cancers, and he's been in practice almost 35 years, the weirdest cancers after the shot roll out. And again, all these anecdotes add to a large group observation that something is wrong. The Florida physician said, I've seen five kidney cancers in young patients. I usually see one kidney cancer every decade of my practice. Yep, that's what he was talking about. Uh, These are just some of the quotes from that yep. video here. Mm -hmm. We heard those on there. Yep. The weirdest cancers after the shot rollout. Right. Military doctors can't trust DOD medical database after COVID vax injuries are scrubbed, according to a whistleblower. Yep. DOD took down, edited, and restored the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database earlier this year after whistleblowers, including Chambers, testified on the reported spike in a legal challenge. The, dependent, the department excuse me, told PolitiFact, not Johnson, who had sent two letters on the matter, the 2021 spike was the product of a glitch that caused severe underreporting of 2016 to 2020 figures. That would mean the military underreported cases by about 20 million a year according that, uh, during that period, according to whistleblower lawyer, whistleblower lawyer, Tom Rents. Yep. All right. Wow. Yep. All kinds of stuff there in vaccine war headlines. But we are done with vaccine war headlines, volume number 28.
Thank you for listening to Vaccine War Headlines, a production of Digging Deeper. Theme music provided to Digging Deeper by Drucifer the Aberrant. Beyond the Pale.